Welcome to Made in Mari, the podcast that focuses on the successes and struggles of local businesses. Let's get started. My name's G, I'm your host, and today I'm sitting down with Gloria Craig, who is the owner of Heavenly Favor, which is a local body care company. What is body care? Body care encompasses skin care, hair care, scalp care, um, to clean and mm-hmm. to nourish. Okay, super. So as an example, um, you brought along today this uh, little jar of coconut oat cookie body scrub, which is one of the products? Yeah, it's one of my favorites. Okay. Now, how would I use this? You'd use it in the bath or the shower or mm-hmm. by your sink. Um, mm-hmm. It's suitable for your whole body. So you can use it on your face or your whole body. Mm-hmm. It, um, it's got a slight roughness to it. Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit exfoliating. That's from the brown sugar. Mm-hmm. But the oats are really, really good for skin conditions mm-hmm. like psoriasis or eczema. Mm-hmm. And the coconut oil is just super moisturizing. So it's a lovely experience. So mm-hmm. just rub it on your wet skin and rinse it off when you're ready. Super. Now, I'm looking at the ingredients and what I love about this is that I I recognize everything that's in this. Yeah, they're all... I, I understand the label and it's all yeah. natural product. Totally, yes. Yeah. Um, which makes me wonder, could I actually eat this? It actually says on the toxicology report for this one, it is edible. <laughs> I had a blogger um, do a little bit on it for me and yeah. he actually did taste it on camera. He says it was sweet and crunchy. <laughs> <laughs> wow, so it's it's like good externally and internally. Absolutely. <laughs> Cleans and softens internally too. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe we all need a bit of that. Yeah, yeah. A complete experience. Absolutely. Wow, super. So what other products are you working with at the moment? What Um, else is there? Currently on the market, I have shampoo, conditioner, body wash, as well as the scrub and a moisturizing lotion. And we've got Mm -hmm. a range of bath bombs. Mm-hmm. And I do large collection boxes of the, mm-hmm. the whole set as well. Mm-hmm. Two sizes of those just now mm-hmm. that I hope to put on subscription at some point. Wow. And this is all a new venture for you. So how did Very. this all yeah. So how did this all begin? How did it all begin? It all began with me not being able to do anything. The reason for the body care. The natural products came out of me actually being in bed for almost five months unwell after having had a brain aneurysm. And I developed psoriasis, I think, just with being in that dry atmosphere Mm -hmm. um, and with my my body tolerances being low, my immunity was low. Um, I was around a strep virus and Mm -hmm. that triggered it. Um, so I had to start looking for products that I could use yeah. because every product I had used started to irritate my skin <sighs> and bring a flare-up of psoriasis. Mm. So that got me on a search. So I was able to do that while I was in bed, which was really <laughs> good. It gave me purpose as well. We're not being yeah. able to work. I'd been off work for almost a year and a half. So you were sitting in bed surfing the internet looking for information? Absolutely. Uh, looking, uh-huh. uh, looking for products, yeah. but then... The ones that I found, I didn't find anything that um, 
were aesthetically appealing to me mm-hmm. as well as ethically appealing to okay. me yep. and serving the purpose that I needed. Mm-hmm. Um, there was always something that I found even in the most popular brands that we yeah. all know in High Street. Yeah. Uh, there was something that just didn't tick every box. Okay. Which well. led me to looking at what ingredients were best for mm. and how could maybe blend them. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So once I was up and about, I started to play about with things. So what was the first thing that you actually played about with? Um, I think it was actually the body scrub. Uh-huh. It seemed quite simple. It mm-hmm. seemed um, really natural. And mm-hmm. it seemed like I had all the ingredients that I knew were going to make a difference, and mm-hmm. it, it did. So um, I've been using it for gosh about two years yeah Yeah. well coconut oil is quite fantastic it's fantastic in everything i have it in my coffee i'm a keto eater i have it in my coffee i um bought it as a product when i was out in europe and uh, i took it home to my parents who are old and you know when you get old you need to be more aware and take more care of your your body and um you know it made a difference to their lives definitely Yeah, internally and externally, definitely, yeah. So was there a specific health-orientated focus then with this this business idea, looking at natural products? Yes, it was. I thought about all the things that are on the market and the things Mm -hmm. that I didn't like in them and started looking at, you know, I I knew I didn't like these things because they weren't good for me, but I started looking a bit deeper at, just how bad they were and why Um, and the things you know so many like the parabens and the the sulfates how they're linked with you know carcinogenics and those are like big problems and problems that I've come through before so Mm. was maybe thinking about maybe causes that I'd come in line with before Um, so I was going to avoid those so looking at complete alternatives set me on a track to yeah it always amazes me how many people don't read the label yeah we're really bad for just um being gullible enough to pick up something that just looks attractive yep yeah and especially if there's something on the label like a coconut we would go Mm. for it because that's got to be natural but not necessarily so yeah and it it tricks the brain as oh. well because you, you go into the shop and you see the bag of sweets and it's got different fruits on the cover and yeah. you're thinking fruit is good for me. Yeah. And I like the sweets. They taste nice. <clears throat> and so you, you pick up the bag. But if you actually stop to read the label and you go through it and you find various things that you, you don't know what it is or it's just a number and not a name. Yeah. Yeah. It's Absolutely. crazy. You just know. Um, hence why on my labels, all I've put is totally natural. It says it all. It's totally yep. natural. There's nothing in it that's not a natural product. Mm-hmm. Well, why do these big companies use products that are not natural? Marketing, especially when it comes to sugars, it creates a demand. They're very clever at finding out what appeals to people. And how it gets, you know, people are caught in. I remember doing this when I was in uni, um, you know, the media study. And um, it's creating demand. Mm -hmm. And then they supply that demand very cleverly. Wow. Yeah. And there's a lot of study goes into it, a lot of sociological study. Yeah. And the healthcare industry is huge. 
Yeah, pharmaceutical industry is huge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's all... Not so one. sure you would call it health. Yeah, I can, I can understand that perspective because everything that we do has perhaps unintended consequences, meaning that a lot of drugs have side effects. Absolutely. Yeah, I found that myself on a cocktail of drugs through the mm -hmm. time that I was unwell. That took me a long time mm -hmm. to get off of and actually just turned me into a zombie. I had no quality mm -hmm. of life at all because one drug was combat and another was yep. combat and another yep. instead of actually treating the problem. And mm -hmm. I actually had at one point asked the doctor, you know, how do we deal with this? Or oh, we don't. Wow. Which is, is not very hopeful. Yeah. Yep. I understand that completely. In fact, to be totally transparent, because this is on my mind right now, because I went to the doctor a few weeks ago and got some um, antibiotics together with some anti-inflammatory oh, yeah. pills. And I took the pills out of the box and I took the little piece of paper which became suddenly a very large piece mm. of paper. And I read through all the possible and potential side effects. And one of them was suicide. Yes, yes. That On a, a possible of things. side effect of taking this pain for my small illness, which was an ear infection, mm -hmm. it, yes. said, it said suicide. Now... I realize that they have to cover all the bases with that, but it's pretty frightening because Absolutely. if you walked into a shop and you picked up a, a Snickers bar or Mars bar and it's, it's impossible side effect, <laughs> you wouldn't eat yeah, it. You wouldn't, you wouldn't eat it. No, but because it. it's coming from a health professional, yeah. it's good for you. Yeah, it's it, it's hard it's, because yeah. it, it's a strong drug. It's going to have a certain effect on your body but we're not all ready for that effect and no. there's also a lot of stories in yeah. the news about accidental problems with drugs where somebody takes two pills and they react badly together and yeah it yeah it's terrible too many variables for them to be safe absolutely yeah, yeah. so i don't take any anymore yeah. And it's a really, really interesting topic for me. And I didn't plan to go down this road. But um, I was when I was a kid, I was diagnosed with asthma. And so oh, I was me too. Yeah, f funny that I think it I think it turned out eventually that 25% of the country was diagnosed with it. And so I was given this cocktail of medicines and drugs to take as a mm -hmm. result of that, um, which I read later on were steroids yeah that's right and yeah. steroids have um if you're taking them for a long period of time implications have, yeah implications consequences mm. and i don't recommend that other people do this but this is what i did i made a decision one day that i wasn't gonna let the drug dictate what i could and couldn't do and i did my due diligence i did my research i went and got as much information as i could about what happens when you take the drug what happens when you don't take the drug and i decided to replace the drug with at the beginning moderate exercise mm -hmm. and slowly decrease the use of the drug increase the exercise and over a period of three to five years i stopped taking all of the medication yeah. and 
I think I can safely say now that I'm healthy and asthma free. Yeah. Now I don't know if that I don't know if that's going to work for everybody because everybody's yeah. body is different. For sure. Yeah. I I think it's uh, probably much more common now than when I was young. Um, I was diagnosed with asthma probably around the age of 13 I remember not being able to do PE not being able mm -hmm. to run I was coughing yep. up blood oh. um, lots of things I just didn't have the stamina to do yep. I was yep. a bit of a weakling um, and I was given a Ventolin inhaler I think I remember being given a a spin inhaler at one point and I can't remember yeah. what was in it there was, I know the, it was just a little a, blue one was it a little blue one yes. yeah 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 yep, yes. that's, Subutamol I had the same Ventolin. one yes yep. Um, and they were horrible, especially the subutamol. It was like a, you had to put this little capsule in this thing and it, mm -hmm. it spun round and it broke the capsule and this powder was in the back of your throat. It was disgusting. It was horrible. Yeah. But um, I had that diagnosis for years and years and years. And it wasn't until I was in my 30s mm -hmm. that I was having some really major asthma attacks. Yeah. Um, they were really... Um, coming thick and fast and, yeah. and they were causing blackout you know and really getting quite scary wow. um but at the same time i'd gotten involved in church and stuff and started mm -hmm. getting some personal counseling mm -hmm. and we linked the asthma with some mm -hmm. emotional stuff and so when you start to look wow. at asthma it's connected with things like psoriasis eczema mm -hmm. they're all in the same yeah. cycle um, and these things are all triggered with stress and yeah. emotional issues as well so I went through some counselling, some prayer, and came off the medication. I haven't needed. I haven't had an attack um, since well, we're getting on about twenty years. Wow! Um, I think it's very true that health is wealth, and, absolutely. And I think a lot of health is having the right approach and essentially a, a positive attitude towards life and uh, a positive attitude towards the future and to the challenges that we all face. And I think that we can all make a difference to the quality of our life if we think about our thinking a little bit. And Stinking thinking, yeah. yeah. Makes you ill. Yeah, yeah. It's true. Yeah, it's yeah, very yeah. true, yeah. Because yeah. Yeah, a lot of things begin in the mind. Yeah, I think... Um, it's true to say that a lot of things that are external are mm -hmm. caused internally, mm, but equally yeah. the other way around. A lot yeah. of things external, so we need to choose what we allow in mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. Well, as you know, part of my background is with languages, and um, I believe the quality of your output in life is dependent upon the quality of your input. Absolutely. And it's not just about the quality of food that you put into your body it's the quality of information that you put into your brain yeah yeah that allows you to make yeah. the right decisions and of course we all have struggles of course you can't you can't live a totally 100 percent healthy life oh no no no, no. it's how you deal with them though it's yeah. how you face them or not <laughs> yeah yeah and you know each day is a series of choices yeah and if you can make the right choices to go for the healthy products, mm -hmm. for example, then it can overall make a big difference, yeah. I think, yeah. especially in the long term. Yeah, I, I, that's very true. I completely agree. Uh, however, sometimes you're not aware those choices are there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's, that, that's uh, true. The media is very powerful in mm. making us aware of 
what they want us mm-hmm. to know. Yeah, and very often it takes an extreme or semi-extreme situation for people to realize, recognize, or notice things. Yes. Like having to spend a period of time in bed sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that was a real, um, that was a turning point in my life. I think completely mm-hmm. a turning mm-hmm. point. I had to reevaluate very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to actually look what I, was ab- what I was able to do and what I would potentially be able to do long term. I was given a misdiagnosis of... Mm-hmm. Um, dementia which was a real wake-up call thankfully it was a misdiagnosis but it made me look at life completely differently and um, prioritize you know and there were things in my life that just had to go not necessary and things in my life that I had to invest more in yeah primarily me and that's a great point because if we don't reinvest in ourselves we don't have the energy to help other people absolutely yeah you can't pour out of something that's empty yeah so how do you keep your energy levels up and stay inspired to do the work oh my goodness (laughs) my energy levels i don't know if i am i'm probably running on um I don't know, nervous energy most <laughs> of the time. Um, it's certainly mm. sleep deprivation sort of does that to you. Yeah, yeah, that's um, true. Because I'm, I'm a, a, a one-band woman, if you like. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing that keeps me going is the passion that I have behind it. Um, not just the, the health aspects of the products that I am making. Um, my business is... I love my business, I love mm-hmm. my products, but it's a vehicle to achieve some goals that I have, the, the real passions that I have. Um, so that's what keeps me going is because I want to achieve these and I want to be doing them. I want to make a difference in other lives. Yep. I know that this week you had to make a special trip somewhere. I did. I yeah. went down to Glasgow. Yeah. I went down to Strathclyde University. Mm-hmm. It's something that completely... Um, it came out of the blue, really. Mm-hmm. Um, I was fortunate enough to get on the Elevator UK Accelerator course. Mm-hmm. And we met a lady from Interface, Carolyn Adams, absolutely fantastic woman. Um, and she taught us about, or gave us information about uh, Interface working between businesses and universities. Okay. Um, development strategies mm-hmm. or even just growth strategies. Um, and turned out that an idea I had was a perfect example of what I could get help with. So we sat down a few weeks later and worked on a proposal, sent it off to all the Scottish universities Mm -hmm. and three universities came back and said, we'd really like to work on this. So um, I got info back from all of them. They sort of pitched to me and um, Strathclyde really struck a, a chord because they spoke about how they it wasn't just academic or business. They wanted to be, help people to be um, game changers and life mm-hmm. changers and make a difference in the world. So I went down to meet with two professors, which mm-hmm. was really surreal for me. And they were normal, which I didn't <laughs> expect. And um, brought my an example of my product, a sample. Mm-hmm. And... Um, it's something that I couldn't figure. It's the viscosity of this product um, breaks down and I couldn't figure why. Yep. And within about a minute, this professor had told me why. And oh. um, 
and, and probably has the solution, but it's more complex than just that one thing. So, um, sorry, the product is, I don't want to give too much away, but it, mm -hmm. it's going to be definitely more of a, it's a medical intervention, mm -hmm. specifically for psoriasis. Oh, wow. Because psoriasis, um, of course, it, developing this, and it was completely new for me, I started to research it, and yeah. I had no idea just how complex it was. Well, t take a step back and explain what it is to people who don't know what it is. Okay, psoriasis can be just purely um, a breakout on your skin where you'll get some lumps, bumps, maybe some scaly bits. There's mm -hmm. several different types. You can get black psoriasis, which gives you like a big... Um, well, it looks like a plate, and then you yeah. get lumps about it. Different things will trigger it off. For me, it's strep virus, if I'm anywhere near strep virus, yeah. or um, allergens now. I can't mm -hmm. dye my hair, hence the blonde now it used to be dark. can't dye it because <laughs> I, I can't use the PDPs in it anymore. It just, uh -huh. my whole scalp is like one big scalp. <laughs> it's disgusting. It's not nice. Um, so... But psoriasis can be more debilitating than that. It can be internal. It can affect oh. organs. It can affect bones. It can affect the whole immune, immune system. And mm. there's so many different kinds. Um, and actually, the World Health Organization are doing a huge study on it just now. I think they've been doing it since 2014, I think, mm -hmm. or 16, thereabouts. Um, I, I, you know, what, what's the most common cases? You know, are there areas, geographic areas? And it certainly seems that they've come up with something there. Mm -hmm. that um, cold countries, colder countries, yeah. the further away from the, the equator, mm -hmm. the more um, cases there are of it being internal and more extreme. Mm -hmm. the, the warmer yeah. the countries, the more it is just a skin thing. I mean, yeah. something like there's only somewhere around like 25% of the population in Africa yeah. is suffering from only the skin type and, and not, no recorded instances of anything more severe. Wow. Yeah, I've often thought about elements similar to that as I've travelled around, especially the difference between hot and cold countries where... I've noticed that people in the hot countries spend much more time outside, get more sun, and as a result, their bodies are healthier in that element because they've got more sun. And I know that specifically in Britain, I think the last statistic I read was about 65% of people don't get enough sunlight on a daily basis yeah. on their bodies. Yeah, I think that affects everything. It affects skin, it affects mood as well, for sure, you know, serotonin levels. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure that affects the immune system as well. Mm. Um, there's so many, uh, one, of the, one of the treatments, there's no cure for psoriasis, right. but one of the treatments has actually been in a light box. So yeah, I think I think sun's got a big, big deal to do with it. Yeah. So that's, um, so my uh, product actually is a topical ointment. Mm -hmm. um, to to use on on the skin, um, wow. where the higher incidences of internal psoriasis and and, and worse cases mm -hmm. um, are in areas where there's really easy um, access to medical uh -huh. care, yeah. um, and affordable medical care. Mm -hmm. Whereas um, in Africa, where there's just the skin problems it's not really the access so they don't have the treatments mm -hmm. so 
okay, it's not treating the internal thing, but I want to offer something to people who don't have a treatment. They're just having yeah. to live with it. Mm -hmm. And I know just how when it gets hot and sore and itchy and bleeds, how that is and how it affects yeah. um, your whole attitude. You don't really want to see people when you're like that either. Yeah. So um, I want to produce this. It's going to be a twofold thing. Um, I'm also aware of um, how skin conditions become part of rough sleeping yeah um and if i can just bring some alleviation to some part of a rough sleeper's journey yeah. then um i want to do that so my um my dream is to be supplying rough sleeping charities in the mm. uk with this topical ointment um donation and oh. also to ship out to africa where i've got quite a lot of connections through church connections mm -hmm. um, and mission teams that are going out there by donation so i want my business to be a vehicle to be able to do that however the product has the ingredients in the product have different melting points mm. and that's an issue when it's going to Africa yeah. it's fine for here it's not really likely to melt uh, in on an evening in Scotland yeah. but in Africa it will it'll, the oils will break down I'm using beeswax as a an emulsifier mm. um, so we're going to look at maybe just the percentages of that or making two different pro products and I learned I didn't know this factoid um, chocolate's made that way I had yeah. no idea that chocolate is produced differently for different countries. The makeup of it is different because of its melting point, because clever marketing, once again, they want it to melt just as it touches your tongue wow. because it's got that feel-good factor, which mm. we all love chocolate. It all makes, yeah. it, you know, it makes us all feel good. And yeah. part of that is that instant gratification. And wow. that's why. And it's they deliberately market that so it is made with a different melting point for different countries. I'm speechless. I didn't yeah, know that. No, neither did I. That professor told me he would know these things. Wow. But yeah, I was how clever is that? But how much is yeah. that working on the psyche? It just again mm. tells us so much about media and advertising. That's really interesting. One of my clients is a award-winning chocolate producer and i know the management very well and i'm pretty sure that they don't know really that <laughs> fact that's that's i think that's so, quite possible yeah little, i had never heard that but now it yeah. makes total sense Li yeah that's really clever little things mm -hmm. make big mm -hmm. differences absolutely wow yeah, so that's that's it. That drives me to be to to think that somebody in Africa is going to mm. get some sort of relief um, from the, the itch and the burn and everything, or yeah. someone on the street is going to have something that it's it's a balm as well, so it's a mm. protection as well. Is going to have some relief and at least feel some sort of comfort in their mm. discomfort. Yeah. Um, if I can do that, it's that's 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 what drives me. To get yeah. back to your original question, yeah, and um, you know, from a religious perspective, I think that doesn't the Bible say, "Let your food be your medicine"? Something like that. So, yes. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. I think that's probably why I, I just, um, yeah, I have this heart to give and this heart for people, and things that I know that I've, I've been again up against, but mm -hmm. I've come through, and I, I'm a real believer that I 
was taken through. Yep. So if I can pass that on, then I will. Um, and homelessness is very near my heart as well. I, I, there's another part to the business that I want to to yeah. work on with homelessness. I, I, I'm going to launch an employ access to employment program wow. through my business as well. Talking to um, another local business um, yesterday, there might just be possibility to offer that service to another employer here, another charity here might be a bit more collaboration than I'd first mm. thought. And so things grow and grow. They do indeed. And they um they evolve and they change and 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 that's exciting. Mm -hmm. When I came out of the university the other day, I was on Cloud Nine because they were excited about mm -hmm. what I was wanting to do. Um and that and that just inspired me yeah. and, and that just um it, it it gets the creative juices flowing again yep. as well and and the ideas so i need to i need to brain dump quite a lot or there'll be a wake up <laughs> <laughs> loads of bits of paper yeah. everywhere and there's loads of things that i want to do but it's little steps at a time it is but you also need somebody behind that as well Absolutely. somebody with uh energy and passion for what it is that they that they want to achieve yeah that's that's the only thing that I have to be honest because um when I set out on this I became ill health dismissed from work so mm -hmm. I had like um what I was due from work for five years it, it, it wasn't that much yeah. um went through a pretty major separation it was mm -hmm. suddenly I um, found myself on my own yeah. with no income either wow. um but at that same time again believe being guided that's when the accelerator opportunity mm. opened up the exact same time and also because i've been forced into having to go on a benefit um mm. that actually opened an opportunity as well i was able to say well i want to be self-employed and when you want to do something like that there's there's help through the the DWP as well. So I'm um, now working with People Plus. I've got a business mentor for a year yep. and um, a little bit extra money every now and then for a, a set period of time, which just allows you that breathing space and they do help you do a business plan and things like that and put things in order. Wow. I agree also that a lot of the challenges in life, I think, are given to us. And if we accept the challenge, then we begin to learn. Absolutely, yeah. Like life's for learning. I could easily look in back, and I mean, don't get me wrong, there are times where I have thought, is this worth going on? Is the business worth? Is life going on? I've been mm -hmm. at that stage quite a few times. I sort of lost purpose. I'd worked in homelessness and um, addictions for a decade before that, mm -hmm. uh, after being in uni, and that was my goal, going through uni, and suddenly I couldn't do that. I lost purpose. So hence um, why I started thinking, you know, how can I still do what I love doing? And now I've got the business as a vehicle yeah. for that. But um, yeah, I've, I've been there quite a lot. So I could easily have curled up and given up, but there's something in my belly doesn't allow mm. me to do that. I've got, I've got a fight and a tenacity that I'll, I'll keep going because that, I hate injustice and those sort of scenarios are unjust because life's for a living. Yep, absolutely. I, I totally agree. And more than living, it's for yeah. helping people to 
make dreams a reality as yes, well. Yes, definitely. Yeah, that's been very much in my um, work life. My nine to five work life has, has been that, helping mm. people to not only achieve their goals, but actually recognize or, or find out what their goals are. And there's nothing more rewarding when somebody does that for themselves and you just help them, give, give them the tools to find that, to do that little bit of research and um, journey and just being with them. Yeah, mm. it's great. Nothing better. <laughs> yeah, it, it's absolutely fascinating that... Now, basically, the university is coming to you and saying, hey, we can use this. They, it's like they need you. Well, yeah. they, they, they've, um, it, yeah, it, it means that the fourth year students or the final year students um, have something to really get their teeth into, um, a project that's actually going to make a difference. Yeah. Um, and and the definitely the professors were quite excited about that prospect, and um, they also called it an innovation. So it's not just a change of a product; it's actually mm. something that's completely new for a new purpose as well, because of the whole Africa thing and the homeless thing. So that's mm. and that is the main thing for me. It's not so much having the product, but what mm. I can do with it. And they really went for that. They were really excited about it. So it's an mm. innovation. So they're putting forward a proposal for me on my behalf to for innovation funding wow. so um, you never know I might go out for an innovation award at some point <laughs> oh. <laughs> you never know it's, <laughs> it, it, it's fantastic to hear about I truly believe the future is not written and that we have a hand in uh, scripting mm. how, how it all goes yeah I, I think maybe it's I, I think I do believe there's sort of a plan but we can choose whether mm. it can go along with it yeah. or not yeah, we've got a yeah. we've got a choice yeah. on a daily basis. I tend to be a person that um, I'll go round the mountain a few times before I get <laughs> the right path. <laughs> I, I learn the oh, yeah. hard way quite yeah. a lot, but you know, even in that, I don't believe that anything's wasted. Mm -hmm. Everything's valuable. Yeah, and you never know what information you pick up is going to be useful at another time in yeah, another place yeah I actually um on the accelerator course I mean it, it, it was really quite hard going <laughs> at times it was intense yeah. and the agitation you got was um yeah very agitating <laughs> but it, yeah. it really it was so so useful but I think everyone on the course um felt at some point they wanted to stop they just needed yeah. to jump off and um it was actually my pastor um encouraged me glow whatever you're doing just go for it just now put as much of you can into it take as much as you can because you'll probably find at some point later on yep. you'll remember something that was useful and that's certainly been the case absolutely I, I didn't realize how much I had learned I did I do now realize there's things I didn't learn yeah. <laughs> it's going to be lifelong learning but yes very useful yeah I also relate that to the fact that a lot of people who have been through a lot of problems in their life have developed a set of skills that they can share with other people to help them. Yeah, I'd, I'd certainly say that's um, that's what I see my life as. Actually, mm. is just yeah. a, a, a um, how would you call it? It's maybe a map for others. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I have I've experienced quite a lot of stuff. The whole. Um, the whole homeless issue for me um, comes out of starting my adult life as a rough sleeper mm -hmm. um, for a couple of months when I was um, 
I, I would say asked to leave my home, but no, I was, um, my, my things were on the doorstep when I came yeah. home after a night out. So, um, yeah, so I understand not only the, the, the physical challenges in that, it's absolutely incredible, you know, the, the fear, especially being a yeah. female, yep. the, the cold, the wet, the, the discomfort yeah. in that, yep. the, the, when you suddenly realise that all the things you've taken for granted, like getting your clothes washed and being mm. able to wash, all yep. those things are gone. And with that goes your dignity, your yep. self-respect, yep. your self-confidence, you know, your self-esteem. Everything gets knocked. Thankfully for me, it was short term, but I used... Um, the, the way I got out of it wasn't very healthy. I got into a relationship that was really very unhealthy mm. for me. And that became mm. a pattern then as yep. well. Yep. Um, and yeah, I've looked at some things. My, my life's quite atypical to certain <laughs> scenarios. So yeah, I've experienced a lot of things that I have mm. been able to um, pass on. Yeah. But I think it's given me an empathy. And I think that's where my drive really comes from is mm -hmm. empathy there's you know and you just never know you know one little one little tweak on your path yeah can absolutely turn it a different way you know you can just mm -hmm. turn a corner and suddenly something changes your whole life and none of us knows mm -hmm. just how things are going to go so um yeah i think empathy is really really important not sympathy that's mm. condescending sometimes That's, it well, can't be yeah i understand that we we never know which meeting is going to have that big impact which is yeah. why we have to stay positive about each meeting and yeah. even though we can say predict some of the things that will happen tomorrow or the day after tomorrow i think there's far more that we don't know absolutely the best piece of advice I ever got mm -hmm. um, was in the midst of a, <clears throat> a period in my life where a lot of things that I had buried away, um, just all in during a, a time of trauma, all just flooded back at once. Bang. Mm -hmm. And that was, I was completely floored. And there were a lot of consequences of that period. But um, there was someone got alongside me to walk that bit with me and said, what is it you want to do with your life? Mm -hmm. And I had no idea. I had gotten into a really, we won't go into this part, but I, <laughs> my life was, yeah, it was off the scale at the time. I was doing a lot of things I shouldn't have been doing for me or for others. Um, so he said, why not choose not to choose? Decide mm -hmm. not to decide, which made absolutely no sense whatsoever. I thought this guy's crazy. Mm -hmm. Looking back, it was breathing space. Uh -huh. um, I was dealing with stuff but I was also feeling a failure because I wasn't really achieving anything I was not I didn't have anything to show others um so it, it helped me to actually backtrack on that being an objective to actually looking at myself and helping myself or finding the help that I needed to work through the issues that had got me to where I was and from then started to repair internally Yep. So I could repair externally. So it was actually really sound advice. Stop trying to do and just be. Well, it makes perfect sense because we have to understand who we are and we have to live where we are. Yeah. If we're too much in the past or even too much in the future, mm -hmm, we mm -hmm. miss a lot of the 
opportunities that exist around about us. And we already had a a little pre-discussion and chat where we talked about people being busy. Mm. And there's a great positive side to being busy. But at the same time, we all need to take a breather Mm. every now and then. I think often being busy can be a means of escape as well. Mm-hmm. That's not necessarily a healthy escape. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes when we stop being busy, we might have to look internal. And that's quite a scary thing sometimes. Yep. If you're not ready or you don't have the tools or you don't have the support, it's really important to have someone there to help you do those things. Um, I had got at that point in my life, I had got to a point where I really thought that everything would be better off without me, including me, you know, Mm -hmm. I'd be better. Um, However, I had actually died before that, so I even felt a failure in doing that because (laughs) I've come back. (laughs) You're stuck with yourself now. (laughs) Stuck. So um, that's where I I was really at that point where um, Mm. I had decided I was giving up. And um, different things happened, and I realised that I didn't need to die I needed to change yeah I was throwing a pity party and it must might have been a justified pity party I had a lot to be pitiful you know feel pity for myself about but at the same time I wasn't doing myself any favors so um Mm. it was time when Princess Diana died and I was watching her funeral started thinking about who would come to my funerals oh Oh, so and so oh no I did this to them or I did that I thought you know what yeah I don't need to die I need to change was a pivotal that, point. That is one of the most profound things I've ever heard. And I'm just pausing in my mind here to understand it, that for people who are on the edge, you don't need to die. You need to change because dying is not going to change anything. That is incredibly mm. powerful. And, um, and here I am in my own business now. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I mean, just to, to get it, I, I got into a life of crime and drugs and yep. addiction and dealing and all the mm-hmm. rest of it. So when I then worked on my way around and um, did lots and lots of volunteer opportunities using actual brains that I'd been born with instead mm-hmm. of scrambling them. Yep. Um, and I... I given up a university place when I was young as well because I became homeless and mm-hmm. um, for some negative input as well um, so I started doing voluntary work I was an adult basic education tutor mm-hmm. I worked on a women's support group um, adult education computer education different voluntary uh, things just to get back I did some sessional work with um, at a place called Gildry House which the um, supported homeless accommodation and then mm-hmm. I got a part time job there went and did my degree when I was 40 passed my driving <laughs> test when I was 40 as well 40 really is the beginning of life Ex- excellent um, yeah and when I would hear people in that project in, in the Gildry House project say you don't know well yes I do mm. I do know and I yeah. also don't know it doesn't have to be that way but yeah. it's not easy to get out of those things you have to be determined and you have to make the right choices mm-hmm. there's no half measures and I think emotional choices are difficult mm-hmm. because when you make a choice where you're actually going to hurt emotionally It's a difficult thing Mm. to do, but definitely worth it. How does a person know in that situation which path is the right path? 
Oh, my goodness. Um, myself, I, I, um, I do have a strong faith. So I, I do read the Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, I do consider myself to have a personal relationship. So I, I think I have some, um, some leading mm-hmm. spiritual side. Um, also, there has to be just a bit of wisdom and common sense in there as well. Mm-hmm. We all make choices every day that we know are gut instinct just tells us that wasn't the right choice for you (laughs) or it wasn't the right choice you made for someone else because Mm. our choices don't only impact on ourselves they impact on others as well yep absolutely um and one i i don't know if you've ever um have you ever seen a film called the butterfly effect um no tell me tell me about right, it okay so there's a group of young young people mm-hmm. and it goes through each person i think there's seven different people in it yeah and each person they focus on and there's they're all together in a scenario and each person makes a choice in it and it follows mm. each person's choice now um so the Every person's choice impacted on the whole group, not only on themselves, but on the whole group. Mm -hmm. So each choice, all seven different choices, created different scenarios. Um, Some of them positive, most of them not. Um, So, yeah, just for that that one decision impacted on those seven, Mm -hmm. but then those seven impacted on their families, their friends, and it's the ripple Mm. effect. So actually mm. making a choice is a huge responsibility. Yep. Absolutely. And um, everything, as you say, starts with a choice. Yeah, there was a film I saw years ago, I think it was called Sliding Doors, where it shows one person making one decision on one day and what happens as a result of making the decision or not making the decision. I think it was, wasn't it about um, a person getting on a train? Like yeah, in, in right. one yeah. story, yes. they get on the train and another story, they don't get yes, on the train and right. how their life yeah. diverges. How many times, even in, I think, I believe in every day, things like that yeah. happen. It amazes uh. me how many for one thing to happen, how many other things need to be in place for yep. that one instance. Yeah. You know, it can blow your mind when you really start to think about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's, there's also the uh, Brad Pitt film where he lives in reverse. Is it the oh. is it Benjamin Button? Yes. Yes. That's it. Adventure, is it? Yes. So, something like something, yes, something like that. Oh yeah. yes, when yeah. he ages. Yes. Yeah, and there's the part in the middle of the, of the film where he, there's a series of events where he talks about if this didn't happen, then this didn't Absolutely. happen, and then this didn't happen. Yes, yes, and and I can most definitely sit down and look at my life right mm. to this point with that. You know, I'm sure there's a lot of things that I, I I'm not aware of yep. have happened, but yep. there's definitely a lot of instances that I, a lot of situations that I've I've come through mm-hmm. and thought if that didn't happen I wouldn't be there so you can always find the positives if I hadn't had to um, look at the vascular disease the yeah. um, small vessel disease and the brain aneurysm that I had that brought me to being in my yeah. bed and making life changes serious yeah. life changes I wouldn't be doing this now so um, mm. it, it, I was starting to get a little bit um, fatigued in what I was doing work-wise anyway because of the revolving door I was saying I was working with service users that were 
you know, moving on, they were getting the tools, moving on, and then they would be back in services a few years later. And that's what's made me look at why, uh, why is that not working? Mm-hmm. And it's like you, you feel, you know, it, it's not a frustration you feel for yourself, but you just so want them to achieve and to make yeah. those changes that will sustain their lives and make their lives different so I did start thinking what is it um, and I started doing a bit of research on that also when I was in my bed and employment makes a huge difference mm-hmm. all those things that I spoke about that you lose when you're homeless yeah. uh, when you're a rough sleeper whether you're a sofa surfer or whether you know you're in supported accommodation or whatever mm-hmm. You don't have that thing that's called your roof, that's your home, your little haven you can go in yeah. and shut the door to yeah. and it becomes your world. You don't have that. And and with that, there's just a, a myriad of different issues. Mm-hmm. And in that, I started to see the benefits that employment make generally mm-hmm. for all of us, but also the, um, the barriers there are to homeless people a getting into employment in the first place to get all those things that employment mm-hmm. provides that would um give them far better life choices but also far later ch- better chances of sustaining the changes that they do make and uh, primarily their their home or getting a tenancy yep. and keeping it yep. and making life changes making friend changes new circles of friends mm-hmm. makes a huge difference and you get that from employment so that's Mm -hmm. another thing that drives me to uh, start up this access to employment program yeah absolutely um i think that work can lead to a lot of benefits for people it's self-esteem it's financial opportunities it's self-belief it's realizing that other people believe that you can do something that's right that's very true and as much as we don't like to admit it it does matter what other people think it really does and other people have an impact on our lives and their choices Mm. for us can make a big difference so we it does matter how we appear to others and because my background is also in education i know from studies that the single greatest factor that affects a student's ability in any classroom anywhere is teacher's belief in the student. I can 100% say that I had, um, school wasn't, it it wasn't great for me. Um, It wasn't a great social experience for Mm -hmm. me. And because of other things in my life, I never felt I fitted in anyway, but I loved art. Mm-hmm. And I loved English. Mm-hmm. They, they were both expressive. Mm-hmm. So I could um, express how I was feeling without verbalizing, yeah. which was yeah. really useful for me. Mm-hmm. So, And I had two favorite teachers all the way through. I didn't have any favorites in primary, but through high school, I had a favorite. Mm-hmm. I had an art teacher and an English teacher who absolutely just got me, yeah. didn't question me, but got me mm-hmm. and just inspired me to continue just being me and to express um English teacher in particular who um I, I used to sit at the back of the class not because yeah. I was wanting to be one of the the rough ones the, the mm. wild ones or the jokers yeah. in the class they tend to sit at the back because I just wanted to hide and, and be a non-entity if you like because yeah. that's how I saw myself yeah. um 
But he would deliberately, he could see something in me, so he would deliberately ask me the mm. question he was asking the, church, the class. He would ask me, and eventually mm. he said, I want you to come further forward. And he made me come up to the front, mm. and then he would give me little bits of poetry to read because he knew that I would, and that really encouraged me to start reading and to writing. Wow. And to a point where a lot later on in life, I used that skills and was able to, write down a lot of the stuff I hadn't spoken through my childhood mm. and the art teacher just let me skip other classes and hide, wow. <laughs> hide behind <laughs> behind a wall and just paint as, oh. as much as I wanted that's fantastic do you remember the names of those teachers I do oh okay so <laughs> we're not, we're not. I, I, oh. I'm, I know one's no longer with us okay Okay. Um, I don't know. Um, I'm and not actually the, sure if the other one is. See, the reason why I asked that is we discovered before this little chit-chat that we have more in common yeah. in, the, <laughs> in the past than we, than we realized. It's, it, it's strange how the, oh, how would I describe it? Connections, experiences, everything comes back around. Absolutely, and even for as big as the world is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah, It's it's crazy, isn't it? You're absolutely right, and there's there's those stories that um, friends have told me where they've been halfway around the world in another country, walking down the street, and they look across the street, and it's someone that they know Mm. standing on the other side of the street, and they're like, "Oh my." No, there's um, stories like that. It's not necessarily the. I'll tell you a very quick story. Okay, Um, yeah, let's let's do it. When my dad died, um, for one reason or another, I wasn't at the funeral. Um, So I sat down with my guitar. I I play and I I write. So I sat down with my guitar and I just said, I'm just going to sit and play here and see what comes. Mm -hmm. So I started strumming and the song started Mm -hmm. to come and it was called I Belong. It's yeah. about God, but it was about belonging to a father, but belonging to something much bigger yep. than that one thing that I wasn't mm. being part of that day. Um, and I held on to this song. It really, really it did something in me. So mm-hmm. jump forward quite a few years later, and I was part of a mission team that went to South Africa uh, to a township outside Cape Town, where one of the reasons I want to give the cream there the... They're living um, with open sewers. They're living in a six by six corrugated metal shack. It's it's just a completely different way of life that I am so so um, blessed and honoured to have been part of for mm-hmm. just a couple of weeks. I've got a daughter there. <laughs> she calls mm-hmm. me mum. So we meet this lady who's been drinking constantly. We found her in a heap on the floor. I could, um, that resonated with yeah. me from yeah. the past. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't know, I just felt this real empathy towards this lady Um, told her to get up off the floor. She got up and that song just came flooding back. That this, this lady did not belong to anything. She did not feel she belonged. I sang this song over her and she broke. She just broke. By the end of the two weeks, she was like, I can't drink anymore. <laughs> and now she's like, she's my adopted daughter. She's them. Um, mm-hmm. She told us a huge story about her life and the traumas that she'd been mm-hmm. through. Um, two weeks after we left there, her house burnt down and they, they get fired quite regularly out there um, and there, there's no provisions made for them mm. and um, 
yeah, we were able to do that. hundred pounds for a house. It's great. But she lost yeah. everything, everything. But mm. she has held on to that moment yep. that I belong to something much more and something that matters. Yeah. I matter. And she now has poster driving test. She has her own little business going, which is, it's a relative mm. thing in her situation, but she has this, and she has this dignity mm-hmm. and this love of self. She dresses different. She looks different. Mm-hmm. And she calls me mom, and I love it. What a fantastic difference to make in somebody's life. It's, uh, it's quite incredible. And people need to belong. Absolutely. Yeah. Whether, Even Maslow knew that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Whether it's to a family or a community. Absolutely. They need to find a place for them themselves. And that might mean struggles. Absolutely. Yes, I can totally really. I think um, thinking back to when I was going through a tough time in my life, there were people there for me. There weren't, it wasn't a necessarily they weren't necessarily healthy relationships, mm-hmm. but they were there. It was like a pseudo church, a pseudo family, or yeah. whatever. They were yeah. there, and they were like, "Oh, well, we'll just just come and just we'll mm. help you with this. Oh, don't worry about paying or whatever." You know, they were creating a like a safety net, which yeah. we all need some sort of safety net, a support oh, yeah. network. We all need that. Um, it's it's when I got to healthier place in myself, I started yeah. to see how unhealthy that network was. Yeah. But I had got to a place where I found then the strength to detach from that. But yep. at the time, it served a purpose for me. Absolutely. The quality of a person's life is heavily dependent upon the quality of the lives of the people around about them as well. 100%. And I think a lot of the time, the quality of life that people end up with is a little bit connected to what they're prepared to accept. Yeah, yeah, and and that's very much down to the perception of their own self worth. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Ab- absolutely. Receiving is a really difficult thing. <laughs> it's really difficult. Mm-hmm. It's yep. much easier to give. Actually, while yep. I was unwell, I realised um, that part of the the reason for me getting into I'd worked in a care home before I got into the homelessness um, was some sort of um, need to atone, which I then discovered I didn't need to do. But there was mm. some part of me was feeling bad for the way that I had been and yeah. I needed to make amends and it wasn't. Yeah. So I, I wasn't actually operating out of the, the, right, um, the right spirit, if you like. Yeah. Um, so I am now. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's, it, it's that realisation that, my goodness, I am good enough. Mm. Yep. And when you're good enough, when you realize that, then it's not, it seems like good things start to happen, but it's not. It's just that those good things were there. You just weren't able to receive them. Yeah. And together with that, understand that most things in life don't happen to you. They happen for you. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Yeah, it, it, yeah, they don't just fall out of the sky. Yeah. They're, they're everything like we said before. Everything is circumstances, situations, other things will come together to mm-hmm. create them. You have to be in that. You have to be positioned. I think that's. Yeah. I think that's a good, a good way of seeing it. You have to be positioned to receive. 
Mm-hmm. And only you can get yourself there. Yeah. You Maybe have to with pre- help, yeah. but you have to be willing to take yeah. the steps to get there. Yeah. In my personal development coaching, one of the elements that I work with with young people is you have to put yourself in the right place. Absolutely. Yes. If, if you are not in the right place, and let's take a abstract example. Say you want to find the right partner in life. It, three o'clock in the morning after 10 beers in the local bar is not, it's not co- ideal. It's, you, know, <laughs> you, you might pick up something, right? It's <laughs> not going to be your knight in shining yeah, armor, that's yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah. Whereas if you join a local sports community or if you're a member of a local church and a part of their social activities, then you're going to find a different kind of person around about you. You're going to find someone who's more like-minded for a start, you know, Mm -hmm. and if like-mindedness is three o'clock in the morning being played (laughs) in drag, then I think you need to do some work. (laughs) Yeah, there's, well, it's a self-esteem issue at that point. Absolutely, it is, it is, and hey, I've been there, I've been there. (laughs) A lot of of people in their life have, have been through that, where they're not confident in themselves enough to realize their full potential oh yeah mm. yeah i mean what is our full potential oh yeah we don't know we don't know yeah. i'm just kind of scratching the surface of mine mm. now but because i'm i'm thinking more creatively i'm not stuck in a nine to five and i i still have health issues mm-hmm. um i'm not letting them define me Yep. And I think when I came under the um, the diagnosis and prognosis and let that get into my thinking, into my psyche, it became mm-hmm. part of me. It, it did start to define me and I was ready mm-hmm. to just give up. Yep. I don't now, but it does make me balance yep. a little bit. Um, I've not really perfected that yet because mm-hmm. quite often I'm working till 3am and get a couple hours sleep. But... Um, a lot of what I do now, I can do in my bed. If I mornings are a real struggle for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I I'm classed as having a disability now, and I know I have. Um, if I'm overly tired, I I start to notice my brain doesn't function properly. If I don't mm-hmm. eat properly, my brain yeah. doesn't function properly. If it's not working right, then everything else is gone. So, um, I I need to take steps to um, protect myself. Yep. Um, but being my own boss does have it does afford me the the luxury of not having to get up to do some work Mm -hmm. um not having to get i I can work in my pajamas all day and i quite often do and it's great um Mm -hmm. and i I don't necessarily have to go out and do stuff Mm -hmm. and i've been outsourcing quite a lot of that i I run an ironing service as well which Mm -hmm. has been financing because i've got (laughs) no money it's been financing the 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 vehicle for my you know the business the the body care business um so i've been outsourcing that now because Mm -hmm. it was becoming just too much you can't do everything also i think um looking at the things that i needed to get done yeah but don't actually have the skills for to do proficiently Mm -hmm. and so letting go a bit of a pride (laughs) (laughs) and saying you know what there's somebody can do this much better than me i'll i'll Mm. give it to them to do so i've been doing a little bit of that and it's it's wisdom it is definitely wisdom um and again it's helped me just to get that other layer of protection on my health because without that 
I'm done for. None of it happens. So yeah. I'm I'm important <laughs> in yeah. that respect. Yeah, and we can't grow the business if we're trying to keep our hands on everything that's going on in no. the business. And and it's 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 really difficult. That's a difficult one, especially when it's something that you've you've created. Mm. It's your it's your idea. It's your product. You're actually physically making it. You know how it want you want it to look. You want you know how you want the labeling to look. I've had fantastic support and help yeah. in, in in creating the the whole brand and uh, aspect of it. But it is. It's 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 this precious little thing. It's mine, and I, I want to look after it like a baby. And and to the thought of someone else getting their hands on yeah. it is pretty scary. Yeah. But it, it's going to have to happen at some point. I haven't mm. I haven't really given up much of this part of the business. The iron <laughs> and I have, and I've I've passed over some of the admin. I, I've yeah. got a wonderful lady going to help me to do a website. I've done an online store, which um, was to the best of my abilities, but mm. not the best that it could be. So I've got someone going to come on board and do a website for me and get the subscription mm. boxes and we'll do wholesale then as well that there'll be an oh. option there going to get a sales rep to come in um, and he's going to do my target market is going to be spas and hotels and like okay. to help the tourists i would love to see some natural products in our yeah. hotel and bed and breakfast and guest houses yep. um and sustainable mm. all my um packaging is eco-friendly as well it's really important to me so mm. you know we can all do our bit and to, for murray to be you know a flagship and that would be fantastic to see all of that so i hope to work with uh murray speyside tourism in that as well um haven't got around to making that appointment <laughs> yet but it's on my to-do list yeah. um and yeah um so much we can do so much absolutely i think it's an interesting mind game to think about how would things be if we hadn't done something we hadn't created the product if mm. we hadn't started the organization well if i hadn't and, been in bed unwell yeah yeah and then we realized that there is there, there would be a space where people don't know that they could have something which is of great benefit to them absolutely it, so for a reason perhaps I'm not saying I was yeah. ill for a reason, <laughs> but um, certainly the choices I made in that time had oh, an yeah. impact. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. true. It's true. So mm. I, mean, I don't know where this is going to go. I just don't know. I I, mm. I, I want to believe that it's going to go somewhere quite big. Mm. Well, with a growth mindset, we don't limit ourselves. Mm. And... I, I think that's the worst thing is to limit yourself. It's Absolutely. hard. It's hard enough when other people <laughs> limit us, right? Yeah, yeah, um, uh, yeah. It's kind of pointless limiting yourself. Mm, I mean, mm. yeah, I have some pretty, pretty big dreams. Mm. Um, to say, do I actually believe they're going to happen? Mm, I think that would be quite difficult. I would like mm. to hope they will. Yeah, but I think to not have them would be. Um, it would be like to not have any hope. Well, there would be something missing without the dream. Absolutely, yes. I would not be living in this part of the world with a nice view from... Look at the that view. I can see the beach from where I'm sitting right here. <laughs> it's, it's fantastic. And I, I'm blessed, right? Blessed to have those, those opportunities. Um, when I went out and started my own business... It was a similar situation to, to what you described. I was uh, I was working hard in a job. I was doing a great job. I walked into work. I got fired. 
And I walked out thinking, I can do this. I can do this better than all these people around about me who have told me how difficult it is mm. and all of the problems involved. And when I actually set my mind to the fact that I'm going to do it, which I did really quickly, I realized that it was all nonsense that I was told. All this, yeah. all, it's so complicated <laughs> and I've got all these stresses and pressures <laughs> and, oh, you wouldn't believe how difficult it is. And you know, my opinion now is that you you make those difficulties for yourself yeah, it's as hard as you make it absolutely yeah i had um i had no knowledge i didn't do any sciences when i was at school i did mm. anatomy physiology and health which yep. didn't really help um so no chemistry background or anything mm. so i did quite a lot you know mr google is such a handy <laughs> person to know oh, yeah. you know oh, yeah. just like getting the basics and mm. then working with you know what works together and a lot of things don't work together and mm. it's amazing how even though all my ingredients are natural there are still chemical things happening yeah there are interactions mm. and when you put two chemicals together yeah you create a third and 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 it's been absolutely fascinating to do that, but mm. um, thought I better get a bit of paper that says I can't do it. <laughs> so while while I was still unwell and able yeah. to do um, from my bed, I did an online um, soap making business diploma, wow. which was really handy. So that on the back of my degree kind of gave me mm. some kind of <laughs> yeah yeah um, yeah credit <laughs> if you like. Well, yeah, some people look for that some people look for the certificates on Absolutely. the wall it's, or yeah. the trophies on the shelf it, it, it doesn't yes it's yeah it says that i'm I, you know i'm legally yeah. <laughs> allowed yeah. to do this stuff but you know what i've learned since i got that it's far more than i learned mm. through it um and every day yep. every day is a learning yep. um, everything has to be so precise to produce the mm. same thing all the time and if you you know if there are variables even now so i i have my recipes they're all mm. it's you know you can't just say i want to do this and put it on the market there's a huge process to go through you have to come up with your own recipe you have mm -hmm. to know that it works you also have to know that it's legal so there's only you know your measurements have to be mm -hmm. right there are some things like your essential oils you can't just put as much as you like in yeah. It's not legal, but apart from that, you're probably going to burn somebody. <laughs> but, oh my God. So, there, you know, it's ve a very heavily regulated industry, and for uh -huh. a good reason, you know, yeah. and it's good that it is. Um, oh, touchy subject. But, yep. but no, Europe no, no, but actually, it is. But it Europe is. actually regulates that. quite a lot of our stuff just now. Yeah. Yeah. So we have to get everything um, CPSR mm. tested. It needs to go... Mm through a toxicology test and, yeah. and you get a huge report generated from that for every product and they'll test every ingredient and how those work together and tell yeah. you whether your product is fit for purpose and fit yeah. for market or not that's, well, that's it's good. expensive to get that done it yeah. is good yeah. um but it, it'll also give you something that is traceable as well mm. so if there's a problem yeah. it can come right back to you know the, it's it gives yeah. you a footprint if you like oh. Um, nice. Also, um, because your 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 suppliers, you will put that in there as well. Mm -hmm. um, and it's really important for me to know where did my original materials come yep. from. Yep. yep. Hence, I'm going to start 
sourcing them in Africa. That's another part. <laughs> okay, yeah, you've, <laughs> to, you've, you've, to, you've got to, to source good materials. Yeah. Um, so you have to do that. Then all that has to be sent to trading standards with all mm. your labeling information and everything. Oh my. Oh, got to go there. It's um, such an incredible even, amount of paperwork. And then everything has to be, every product's got to go on the European portal. Wow. What is the focus of your attention at the moment for the business? What are you doing right now and where's that? Right now, you? um is getting the brand out there. I, mm -hmm. I want HF, yep. as I affectionately call it, I want HF to be something that's recognizable, mm -hmm. something that's not just visually recognizable, but recognizable as a brand that is good, that's quality, that's health, that's also making a difference. So getting yep. the brand out there and getting yep. um, getting the story out there, yep. getting that known. So mm. at the moment, going into uh, local retailers, which has been really difficult for me coming out of my comfort zone, yep. hugely coming out of my comfort mm. zone and approaching people and saying, I've got something I think you might like or would you like? Yeah. Um, but local retailers have been fantastic. In fact, um, I've got one to, to visit this afternoon here. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then that's been really exciting, just thinking, wow, they want my stuff. It's yeah. great. So, mm. yeah, that's definitely, I think that's that's the biggest aim just now is getting the brand out there. Mm -hmm. So it's a twofold thing. I also have now got to go away and if we're going for innovation funding for the ointment. So okay. I have to match fund that, but I match fund that in my time. Mm. rather than money which is handy because i don't have any um, <laughs> out there wants to do. um so i'll much find that with research mm. so i'm actually going to go uh, around the shops and find products that i want my product to be similar to in consistency yeah. and presentation right how i want it to the viscosity and how i want it to appear yeah. um and looking at also packaging um i thinking um, tubes, aluminium tubes, sustainable and small enough and not going to cost a lot when they're transported because I have mm -hmm. to think about if they're going to Africa and they're going to move from town to town or, or rural area yeah. to rural area, it has to be easy for them to transport and not mm -hmm. expensive either. Mm -hmm. um, so lots of things to think about. Mm -hmm. And um, <laughs> and um, so I'm researching where I can get in Africa, where I can get the raw materials mm -hmm. and um, and get them without mm -hmm. being corrupted, <laughs> which <laughs> is difficult, um, is. and get all that back to so yeah, doing that and doing a little bit of chemical calculations, which is a new thing for me, but needs to be done. Mm. So getting that that um, evidence based stuff and and doing a little bit more more of the research. Uh, research on the World Health Organization's take on what's mm. happening with psoriasis because that's the main okay. thing. So two things at the two, moment. Yeah, two two very big things yeah. and, um, and fulfilling orders that I've got mm, at the moment as well. Yeah, where can people reach out and connect with you and communicate with you? Um, they can find me on Facebook. They can find me on Instagram. I'm on LinkedIn almost mm -hmm. every day i am on there every day it's probably yep. the first thing i do is when i open my eyes is i start yep. working because <laughs> you go through see who's doing what yep. um you get me through any of those mediums got my um my website's not constructed yet i've got an online store that you can access through facebook mm -hmm. or 
it's not a right this minute. I can't remember what it is. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's, there's something out there. I mean, but people if you search Google on, Heavenly yeah. Favor Limited, yeah. um, you will find it. You also yeah. find my iron and service on there. I've combined them both. <laughs> okay, that's cool. It's symbiotic. Because um, one's, one's finance and the other. So yeah. there, there are two things under the Heavenly Favor. Mm-hmm. And Heavenly Favor, um, basically because that's what I feel. It's... Um, yeah, it's certainly mm. favor for me to be able yeah. to come out of a difficult situation, a lot of difficult situations, yeah. to be doing something so exciting and something yeah. that I can make a difference with. And favor is something that can be passed on. Wow, that's that's absolutely it's, fantastic. And it's great that you've answered all of my questions that I haven't even asked. So <laughs> it's like it's like you knew you Talking's knew what. Not a problem for me. <laughs> that's. Everybody that knows me would, yeah, definitely agree. Ah, <laughs> uh, no, it's been an absolute pleasure for me to sit down with you this morning oh, and to you. listen to you share Ramble. the information about your business <laughs> and and your story. And I want to wish you a fantastic success with everything that you plan to do in the future. And if there's people out there that want to connect with Heavenly Favor, then please get in touch with this lady. She's fantastic. She's got a lot of energy. And um, I'm sure that you'll be able to form some kind of partnership and help each other out. That'd be great. So all the best for the future. And I hope that we get a chance to sit down again at some point and have sure another chat. <laughs> Things progress. Thank you. Thank it's been you. Been great. <laughs> Surprisingly. <laughs> no, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Been been wonderful. Thank you, Graham. Made in Mari is a product of the Academy of Language Therapy and Life Coaching. Book a free online personal or professional development consultation today. What are you waiting for?